0: everyone welcome back to the steamers podcast this is season one episode 36 happy december it's been a goddamn minute man holy shit i mean i i can't believe it's it's been a while it's just it's good to be back i mean i wish i had a lot more positivity to come into today but i mean it was good thanksgiving i had like two Thanksgiving, so it was you know it's lit it's just it, it's it's definitely the like like thanksgiving when you're like 10 is like your fifth favorite holiday it's like you you know you get together with family you get a nice meal but like now when you're like when I when I turn especially when I turned like like 18 into the 20 18 to like 25 range like once i hit like you know, once I hit like college life, it was like you came home, you had a long break, like a decently good break. Then you get out and get absolutely plastered the week of th- the night before Thanksgiving, and then literally Thanksgiving is like the peak hangover holiday, and it just it always kicked in that it was, it, it, like that's what its reputation became, and I was I I've I've loved it every second since, like ever since I I I, I hit high school. Like, Thanksgiving is just taking over. And it's just, like, it, it's good food. It was football on. It's basically a day to couch it. Like, and I, I play a Thanksgiving football game every year. It's fun. But it's, it, it, like, it's like one of those days It's just stress-free. Like, you're just, like, you might be hurting a little bit from the night before, but you recover, and it's just, like, you don't worry about anything. And that's when I was like, "Yeah, this is like this. Is, this is easily this is easily up there is like one of the best holidays. Like whoever, like the pilgrims or whatever the, the shit. I don't even know. I I don't remember history. But guess what? Thank you, because you did good. Now we got freaking Kringle, Springle, Pringle. I don't even know Jingle season coming up." And I and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this right now. If Byron Pringle scores a Christmas touchdown, I am just gonna lose it. The jingle, Pringle, Springle. Kringle. That's what season it is. Even though it's December, it's there's still some there's still some good things coming up. I'm starting coaching. Basketball. That's hype. I think it's very, very underrated. Like when, when you think about when you played like, like sports when you were younger, like, you, you played and you had fun. Coaching's a whole different ball game, especially when you get teed up. I, that is just like now I understand. You learned so much. Yeah, I was just like, you test the waters with, with some of the refs. You see, you see who's, who's taking your side, who's not. You try to you try to manage a game by based on how it's going. Like I understand Brett Brown now. Alright? I never understood the Hollis Thompsons and the Jakar Sampsons, but I understand making decisions and shit. It's not easy. And it doesn't help I only get like two practices set up in offense. Like, what am I gonna do? Set up send where to put people? That's all I, that's all I can do. I can't run a motion. Back when I was playing, I was like, you know, like five practices and I had, I had freaking plays to run. Just too much. All right. It's, it's inevitable because, like, I, I was trying to keep it a little positive to start, but we're getting negative as fuck right now. The Eagles, the Eagles just blew their season. I mean, it's – we we are a dumpster fire. I mean, we like we deserve the bottom shelf liquor. We deserve bottom shelf everything. We just we are bad. And I'm gonna like and it's and the, my problem with especially like listening to people, especially and this is what Twitter did. Twitter did is basically put everyone's opinion out there, and now. You just read it every week, and it's something different. Especially in the Eagles case. Every week, it's something different. Like, one week, it's we're hurt. Next week, it's a drop. The next week, it's where uh, our defense played like shit. We didn't stop Devontae Adams. Then we didn't stop Devontae Parker. We can't stop anything named Devontae. Then our offense, one week, it looks like shit. The next week, it's putting up 28 points. It's, it's just... A mess, and when you when you have it, it's a different issue every week. It it uh, to me it comes down to it's it's the coach. It's hundred percent the coach, and uh, it's the same press conference every week from Doug Peterson. We gotta be better. He's doing the Andy Reid shit. We gotta be better. Uh we gotta be better prepared. We gotta cut down the mistakes. Like discipline, bench someone. And like, your de- your defense comes out and just literally, the stat line that Fatty Ruben Frank put out where he says, like, oh, the, they have 18 touchdowns this year and they scored on five straight, that's his best tweet of all time. It literally just shows that our defense got shat on by the Fitz Magic, the wizard. All he did was he just threw it up to Devontae Parker who made three great plays. He had his two touchdowns where he just went up and absolutely brought down the ball. He had the Fitz magic, literally the hail mary heave along the sideline where he just launched it. That's all it is. They didn't run the ball. They they hurt us through the air. They made big big catches and it literally just it it drained it drained everything. We weren't prepared. We came in. You get a you get a pick on the first play. Everyone you get a ten nothing. Everyone's like, all right, this game's over. We're gonna, we're gonna walk through this win. What happened? You give up big plays. You lose all momentum. You basically stop running the ball because your offense goes out and just you know your your team's just not clicking. You, you're not your players are still dropping passes. And at this point, it's it's beyond. It's not rust. It's just they're bad. I mean, Ertz basically dropped two. He dropped two touchdowns today, in my opinion. And then, like every week, it's just someone else. They have they 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 have fundamental issues. Goddard fumbling, Aguilar catching the ball. Aguilar actually didn't even have that bad of a game today. I I thought Aguilar looked good. Alshon had a great game. It wasn't the receivers today. The wide receivers played great. I know Carson missed a couple throws, but he overall had a solid game. I think he put us in positions where we easily should have won with how he played. And it's like the week to week thing. Like I, last week, everyone was like, "Well, Carson sucks. Go get Foles back." Oh, Dak Prescott's way better. It's not. It, it's it, like it, it's not. You can't go week to week. Based like it's it's coming down to the fact that. Every week, it's something different with the Eagles, and then to me, it just starts. You gotta start from the top. You start. Uh, it starts with Doug Peterson. I don't know what, what's going on where uh, our defense shows up and stops Seattle, who's got arguably he's an MVP candidate. Russell Wilson, that offense has been insane, and then you literally let a guy who's been growing out a beard since like he looks like a hobbit, and he shows up and literally just shreds your entire defense. And I don't know what hurts more is the fact that... Remember last year when we were rumored to try and to trade for Devontae Parker but we wouldn't give up a second-round pick? And then you go up against Devontae Parker and he literally shreds you? It, I, It's just like... Not willing to make moves that, and then it ends up hurting us, biting us back in the ass. I, I'd like like I said again, I think our offense played fine today. They played like shit last week, and that's that's based on not being prepared. There's sloppy like bench bench fucking hurts. Or bench bench someone. Basically tell them you gotta step your shit up. Andy Dalton got benched. He was like, what the fuck's going on here? The Red Rifle came out and won today. They got them their only win. You gotta, you gotta motivate your players. I don't think anyone's motivated because anytime someone makes a play, they're celebrating like crazy. They're, they're just like, it doesn't even matter what the score is. And then last week we're down two scores and we're, we're our whole team celebrating the end zone because we made a play. Like bitch, win the game, then you can celebrate all you want. You don't celebrate a loss? I don't like I don't understand why it, why this is like so hard. It, it's I hate the fact that I honestly what I think is gonna happen is they're gonna fire Grow. Even though it's coming off their probably one of their better offensive performances, but it's the Dolphins. You lost to the Dolphins. You know, like someone needs to be fired if you lose to the Dolphins. I don't. And my thing is, I don't think Jim Schwartz is going to get fired because, again, his defense was hurt all year. And then you look at how they play in a game like against Seattle, and then you see how they play. Against, like it's inconsistency. Yeah, but alone, our offense should have won us that game. Like, we know our secondary hasn't been good, but they also weren't healthy. And to me, like, the problem was the defense has lost on the 50-50 plays. Maybe in the play call, maybe in the scheme. I don't know. Like, it just it looked like shit. It's laughable. I just, I don't, I have nothing to say anymore about picking a certain part of our team. It, uh, to me, it starts. You you gotta point the blame at, at Doug Peterson. Tell him to make, start banking answers. Like I I hate the fact that I'm I'm pinning it because Doug's got our only Super Bowl. But it's the same thing like with the Cowboys. Like Jerry Jones looks like looks at the Cowboys and says that team should be winning games. Dak Prescott wants forty mil a year. Hasn't beaten a winning team. We just paid Zeke Mill- Zeke Elliott the most money to buy a running back. You're gonna have to pay Amari Cooper. He wants top money too. They have a they have one of the best offensive lines, and they have and my thing was they have an elite player at every position. So the, like, you look at the Cowboys, and their whole thing is they're threatening to fire their coach. The Eagles aren't going to do that, obviously, and I'm not saying they should, but they have to point accountability somewhere. When if if I'm Howie Roseman or if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, and I look him. The Eagles roster. If you if you told me you have Carson Wentz, who two years ago was an MVP candidate playing at an elite level, you're you're gonna say that's good. Running backs are good. What I mean, Jordan Howard's hurt, but he you still have Sanders. You have Ajayi who plays solid. Like you you still have good running game. Wide receivers you just don't have Deshaun. They have been, they've played like inconsistent all year. Tight ends, you would say that's probably one of the best combos in the league. Offensive line at the top five in the league. Defensive line, we're supposed to be top in the league. Linebackers in it. But like again, you could point at players and say we have good talent around the whole roster and you expect wins. Cowboys think it's their coach. What do the Eagles think? Every, every week it's something different. Every week. One week it's blaming it on Wentz. Next week it's blaming it on Aguilar. Like when are we gonna just stop picking out each individual player and just say it? It's like the coach needs to make better options or make scheme up a better team. I think that the team's fine. I re, I don't like. I think that they, they show they show you at points when they want to win games that they can win games. You beat the Bills. You beat the Packers. Those are. What do they have? They they got 17 combined wins and 18 combined wins. Six losses. That be two playoff teams. Then you lose to the Dolphins. Lose to the Lions. Lose to the Falcons. And you lose to the Cowboys, which is basically, the Cowboys are a 500 team. They're nothing better. That, and that's where they are. Now your season relies on you got to go beat Haskins who's won his last two. You got to face the Giants who at points have shown big games but also have shown bad games like today they had a bad game. And what happens when we lose them? Or if we lose any of them? We're going to go out and pick out Aguilar? We're going to go out and pick out Wentz? I think it it, 100%... You don't. I don't expect us to win every game, but when you lose games like this and you basically are you're hurting yourself because this is not a team that should not that we should not be five and seven. I think everyone in in the right mind, if we were seven and five, like minimal seven and five, I don't think anyone's panicking. I think everyone's saying we're good. Where where we would be at the top of the division? You could you could you could lose a Cowboys game. But then you, if you, like I said, if you take these wins against the Falcons, the Dolphins, and let's say the Lions, where Ortega Ar- Whiteside dropped that ball, if you cut the shit in those three games and actually play a football, no one's no one's panicking. It, it to me, it's just sloppy. So it, it starts with the coach. I don't, I think when I I think we need more answers from Doug. I think that Laurie needs to. Fire a coach. And whichever one, I think, I, I 100% believe it should be grow. Get rid of your offensive coordinator. Scheme up a new offense. Let's see if we can get some electricity going. Get some motivation. Say, time to start, you know, pinning down who's being an idiot. So that's my thing. There's your, there's your Eagles take. We're not done yet, but we definitely... Definitely risked our entire season today. You need to win out and you need to beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys need to at least lose to either the Rams or the Bears, or hopefully both. Because like I said, they're not they're not playing well. So Alright. Isn't it great to just shit on the Eagles? Because I think that's like what all Philadelphia is doing right now. <sighs> about to become a Titans fan. Shout out, John. Tannehill. 5-1. All right, let's kick it to some NBA. I haven't done like a holistic view of the NBA yet. I've kind of just like evaluated what I predicted, and I've, I've given little headlines here and there. But it's been a while since we talked about where everything's at. Now that you kind of have an identity for each team. All right, let's start in the East. So we are the fifth seed right now. Not where I imagined us. Positives, 9-0 at home. Negatives. We've blown a couple big road games. My most memorable one will always be the Nuggets when we were up 21 points and we blew the fourth quarter. But in regards to the East, I still have my same take. There's no team that I fear in the East. Your top 3 seeds, the Bucks, Raptors, Heat, I would love to play any of them. Bucks, I think we match up well. Simmons is playing at an elite defensive level right now. I think he his past game just proved how much how great he is on defense. Even though he's been game... He's not scoring, and the thing is that we want him to be a 20-point scorer, and if he was, he, I think he would easily be in people's top 10 because of how good he is on defense. Like, he's going to have, like, that... Like, he's starting to become a really notable defender, especially since he's, like, leading the league, or, like, second in the league in steals and shit. But his length, he can guard anyone. So, I, I'm, I'm more than okay with him guarding Giannis. Or you have and bead guard Giannis Like, I don't even know what you want to do at that point. <laughs> Raptors, they are my, honestly, like, them or the Heat, but I think the Raptors are the biggest shock team. You lose Kawhi Leonard, and everyone basically put them at, like, the 7-8 seed in the in the East. Like, they've said that they're basically going to be a 500 team, and then see Auckland's becoming a superstar. But I'm, I'm a, like I don't want to play them that's my thing is that when they are healthy their defense plays well Nick nurse is a great coach He coaches Brett Brown and they know how to stop and beat any team that knows how to stop and beat is basically what we want to avoid so you, your hope is that you have to you end up playing the bucks or you take the two seed and just hope that the Raptors fall into the bucks Conference, Miami. I think they need to give Tyler Hero more minutes. Bottom line, but they don't scare me. I don't. That's another team. They're a good shooting team, and that's something that um, we aren't for obvious reasons. But they don't match up well. We absolutely destroyed them with ease, and. I just I think we're a better team overall. I think it's just they're playing really well against other teams, but they're not. I don't. They're not a threat to me. And then Boston's still not a threat. I don't. I don't like people say Boston's good again. Again, like Tatum's their only guy. Like Kemba will have a good one or two good games if we play them in a seven game series. Tatum's been the only one that's a known killer. Like I'm. I'm. I don't panic over the Celtics. I just know that I don't want to play them just because of Brad Stevens and what what Brad Stevens has done to us. Indiana came back. Like I said, I'm not I'm not scared of them, and the rest of the East is just garbage. All right, I want to get to the West because it's Luka Doncic and James Harden for everything. I am not sold on the Lakers. I don't know why. Like, like they went on a 10 game win streak. Yeah. I don't. I think if they encounter the Clippers, they will lose in that series. Clippers are just coasting at this point. Mavericks need to go get another star or another player right now. Don't waste time. Because they... Luka is legit. Porzingis, uh, he's not the greatest number two option, but he's a good two option. Like, he's had good games, but he's also... Like, Luka's just carrying them. And then Harden... Hardin doesn't get enough credit. He's, he's literally our best scorer in like our entire generation. Like there's like we have like he just he I don't know how he's that he's just that good. So I think the Clippers are still coming out of the West, no doubt. Kawhi like. When when LeBron's gonna go up against Kawhi, it, it, to me it's inevitable that Kawhi is just gonna dominate him, and it's gonna it's gonna be simple. Like AD is playing ridiculous right now, but I just don't see the Lakers matching up well. I don't, especially with the Clippers bench. Like the Clippers actually have a bench where they bring in Lou Williams and Harold. Like like to me that they're just gonna win that. I think the like I said I think that the Mavericks will contend if they get another player. I don't know why no teams are going after Kevin Love. But I feel like he's a huge trade deadline like person to go after. And another team because they signed cuz Melo's back. Like what the hell? The last time I did a podcast Melo wasn't even was he even on a team? I don't think he was. But Melo's averaging like 20 points a game. And there's probably a, a few teams that could have used that. I don't understand why like, he was still like a – like he still fit the criteria for an NBA player. Like an outside scoring like, – honestly, if – like we, he would probably – like Mike Scott's had like two good games for us this year. Probably would have fit a better role than Mike Scott right now. Even though Mike Scott is like loved in Philly. It's just – he probably would fit better knowing that Simmons isn't taking a lot of offensive possessions. That's, what, that's the thing about Simmons Is that he meshes players together So that would have been good Like I said I'm not panicking Sixers got a game tonight against the Jazz Even though the Jazz are coming off back to back And we're at home So I like the Sixers I'm not panicking Furkan Korkmaz is uncorking it Horford's got to stop shooting threes he hits a couple, but then he misses a lot. And Brett's got to re-scheme. When it comes down to these playoff games, I-, I swear to God, when we play Toronto or play Boston, if we are running Embiid at the three-point line, it doesn't work. I understand they double him in the block. I don't know why you don't design a play where the closest player to Embiid just cuts to the basket or cuts. like you have to. Someone has to cut knowing that they're you just have to anticipate a double team. And have a play set up for the double team. That's where Simmons needs to come get the ball like right away, because he's like, once he gets moving, he's not getting stopped. Horford's not going to be able to cut and get the, a nice pass. So, Brett needs to scheme some new shit up. I'm tired of watching our, our centers play point guard. So, when that comes down, when it comes down to the playoffs, that's what I need to see differently. Other than that, I don't like. I said I, I'm not going to worry. But that's where Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse identified our weakness is that you double Embiid, you make him make a stupid play, and then you can shut him out apparently as he went back to Toronto and got shut out, which I didn't even address, which was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen because Embiid is probably like number eight in ranked of like an NBA player, and I don't think any player within like the top 30 has ever like gone scoreless playing their normal minutes so maybe maybe Toronto does give me some worry and we almost won the game without him scoring but still we need to re-scheme you need to be ready and I'm not I'm not dealing with this shit where I have to watch our our players just suck against like a, a mediocre Celtics or mediocre Raptors Oh, God. Philly sports, man. The only positive... I mean, it would have been a really good weekend if the Eagles would have just won and we would have had like, a perfect like 5-0 and weekend. Provorov with the nastiest OT goal I've seen in a while. I don't talk about the Flyers enough. Maybe next season. Alright. We're spicing it up. I'm doing a random ass rant because I had this I had this thought come in today, and it's it's a debate and it's like a self-owned debate because, all right, let me just, let me just get into it. So, long story short, I went to fucking Taco Bell today. All right, hunt over, went to Taco Bell. Now across from my Taco Bell, there's a Popeyes, and the Popeyes have like this like. $25 family deal. And I basically considered can one person consume that much food? But then I wondered, let's put this into Taco Bell terms, because Taco Bell is like everyone basically caps off like the I don't I don't know. I cap off like the $13, $14. Like once I hit that, like I, I can't eat anymore. But I feel like this is open for interpretation. Because some legend is out there. And I need to know what the max Taco Bell order he can put, to get, put down is. Because it's not, and the thing is, it's not about just, like, you don't just go and say, give me, like, three 12 Taco Boxes. Because, no, the point is, who can spend the most money while consuming all the food at Taco Bell? And what is your dollar amount? I think that's the challenge. Because, like I said, I hit, like, $15, and I'm, like, that's so much food at fucking Taco Bell because you get $15 and it's like, it, it could feed at least two people. And then I eat it and I'm like, I can't fucking move. But I know that there's people that could do more. And I feel like we got to set the bar somewhere because it, it's just insane to think about what what the possibilities are. So my first thought was, what is the strategy? Like, what would be your strategy going in if you want to say, "Bulk it"? I want to drop thirty five dollars at Taco Bell and I got to eat all of it. First of all, how much food? Like, I feel like you can get like forty tacos for like thirty bucks, or something like. No, that's probably that's probably too much. No, but I, like, still, if you told me that you spent thirty dollars, I'm assuming you have like six gorditas and like three quesadillas. Like that, I think that would actually add up to like thirty bucks, and I don't think I could do that. Not even on like like my Thanksgiving feast day. Like this needs like, and I need to attempt this, or someone needs to attempt it. And I need to know what what they can cap off at, because you can't go to talk around If you go to talk around you're just gonna get you're gonna get bland. Like you're just gonna hate it. You gotta go variety. You got to ball out, big items only. I feel like you got to, basically you got to go with the gordita crunches and quesadillas. I think that's the route. And you can't do a combo, because if you do the combo, it includes a drink. And you have to finish like six drinks, and you're, like Baja Blast is good, but you can't drink six of them. Like, I want to know who the Kobayashi of Taco Bell is. And that person needs to get a goddamn trophy. I def, I'm i definitely capping myself off at like $20. And it's just, I can't, I just can't imagine going past that. Because like, I feel like once you hit like the 15, you're in the barrier like, all right, I'm full. I don't want to do anything else the rest of the day. And now I'm tired, and if I feel like I eat anymore, I'm going to be sick. And if you, and I feel like once you break $20, you're in the sick territory. And you ruin your Taco Bell experience. And if you ruin your Taco Bell experience, I don't know what to say to you. That was, that was just a bad move on your part. But someone's got to take the bullet here and tell me what what do you cap off at. I think, like... like Tier one is thirty dollars. Like if you hit, like that's like your champion league. Like you got your eight badges, you got your eight Gordia crunches of Taco Bell, and like you should be like, literally like pro Taco Bell. If you if you've spent thirty dollars and you and you house it, the twenty like I'm gonna say like twenty three to twenty seven range. Like, I'll, I'll say 28 to 30 is like the, the pro level and then 23 to 27 it's like like your runner-ups and also like your contenders they just they don't they didn't finish they left out a beefy frito burrito and I'm and there I am, like tier three like like the like the the standard like the the regular like that's where like Someone is really, really fucking hungry, and they go ape shit, and they drop twenty dollars and they eat all the Taco Bell. It's just insane to think about. I'd, like I, I'd, because I, I don't know what the strategy is. Like, like, there's no, there's no shot you can, you can just down thirty tacos. There's just no shot. I would puke after like six. It's so bland. There's just no way. And if anyone gets a Mexican pizza, you 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 immediately punt them. That like that that's disqualification if you get a Mexican pizza. I don't even know what the fuck a Mexican pizza is. I don't know, man. I just it it came to me because that the Popeye's deal was like like an eleven piece chicken with five biscuits, and the biscuits what hurts you. But then, if you think about it and Taco Bell, like no one's gonna like KCD is the best thing on the menu, hands down. Won't even, not even debate it. But if i had to eat seven of them, seven of them is like like twenty five dollars. I can't do that. That's insane. I could do like two without wanting, like I don't want to overeat the quesadilla because if you ruin the quesadilla experience, again. They're like then, yeah, I'm sorry for you. They're like that's you blew it. Like I mean, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, just you blew it. Oh man, let me know what you think. I think I think if you can get to the twenty five dollars, like you hit the twenty three to twenty seven range, and you house it, you can't do a combo. Definitely can't do a combo. But yeah, if you get to twenty three to twenty seven range, you're 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 flirting. You hit thirty, fuck it. We need an Olympics for that shit. All right, guys, you know what to do. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Steamer's Pod. This is your boy Greed. This is season one, episode thirty six of the Steamer's Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow.